Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello, welcome to Nobody Panic with me. My name is Stevie. What's your name? My name is Tessa. What's your name, listener? Say it now. Welcome to Nobody Panic, where it's coming to you. It's still locked down. It's February. It's 2021. We're still here. <laughs> what are we doing? I uh, hope you're having an okay day, given the circumstances. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like people have stopped saying, how are you, to each other. Um, because there is no answer anymore. You just have, the answer is like, yeah, healthy, all, all right, I guess. Fine. Fine. In a way. And it's like, I am fine, but also I am not fine. Yes, correct. But we correct. are, you know, just very boldly popping out these podcast episodes as if everything's fine and normal, just to give people, I think just to give the people, um, some normality. And I think that's what the people are desperately clamouring for. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, two, two basic gals talking, talking <laughs> shit. That's what they Talking want. shit, shooting the breeze. Yes, this is also our first one in the new year. Our first episode of, uh, our first episode of 2021, we actually recorded in 2020. Um, and now this is, this is, this is, uh, this is happening in real time. Yeah, I feel like you can tell that. Um, but today's episode <laughs> is uh, I don't know, about neurotic energy. Yeah, it's very sort of manic. Um, today's episode is was a suggestion um, from Ms. Hashimoto, yes. and we got a, we got a lovely email. But please, Tessa, if, if you may, read out that email. If I may, I may. Um, thank you, Miz, for writing to us. Um, she says, hi, exclamation mark. I'm just emailing with a quick suggestion for your superb, lovely, very helpful podcast. Thank you, Miz. Um, I like to keep the um, praise in. Just yeah. to, come on, boost morale. I put um, it out. I hate morale. I, I know you do, and I... And I <laughs> like to keep it in um it's on it's on brand though the need for praise because her email is um her request is how to receive feedback slash criticism without getting all sweaty and panicky i know that feedback's helpful and i know i want to hear it but i find it so anxiety inducing even when i'm the one who requested the feedback in the first place so would love an episode about this one day anyway thanks for reading miss who Excellent. has obviously listened to our uh, episode uh, and has put her pronouns at the bottom of she, her, which is such a nice thing to do. Mm, very, mm. very good. Um, 
Okay. Well, before we, I was going to say, b- before we tackle Miz, we're not tackling, <laughs> um, we will tackle the subject at hand as two people who regularly get given feedback through career and probably also just from Personal. friends being like, can you stop? Can you? And, um, then, and it's tough, isn't it? It is tough. Um, and it, it does get better with time, but it's also still tough even after a lot of time. And um, what we like to do at the start of each episode is just sort of relay what the most adult thing we've done that week is to make ourselves feel like we are mature human beings. Tessa, what is your adult thing that you've done this week? Uh, mine is uh, I have moved <laughs> desk space <laughs> from one area of the house to a different area of the house and it's not not helping. Uh, That's good. What yes. were your thoughts behind, what was the psychology behind moving? Um, I had got to the point where I thought if I have to look out of that window one more time, Mm. I will throw something. And then I moved uh, and I had, and I, so I moved, I moved to a different bit corner. I basically just turned around, faced the opposite direction. (laughs) Same room, different direction. Same room, just can I face the opposite way? (laughs) Actually, yes. And I, and and then also I got myself these, Stevie. Roses? Was Barbie. I expecting that? No, they were on sale in the supermarket. Panned. Uh, got myself some Barbie pink roses. Put them in an old uh, curry Shoe. jar. <laughs> <laughs> Had the curry, washed it out, put the roses in, and I'm like, "Look at me go! Come on!" Um, really so I guess it's just to say, if you ha- if you too have absolutely lost morale for where you're currently having to work, a change is as good as a rest. Uh, see if you can just turn around and face the opposite direction. <laughs> That works if you don't have a like a you know a separate room devoted no, to being exactly. able to work. You could just be sat on on the floor by your bed, and then you just go and sit on the other bit other of floor side, across the other side of your bed. Oh, uh, see things from a new perspective. Exactly, and like it is, you think like I've got nowhere else to go. I can't do anything. But actually, you can uh, make spin sm- round. You can spin round. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let them hold you back, Stevie. <laughs> you can spin round. <laughs> Oh, wow. oh my god oh jesus uh and that's lockdown baby um but it has genuinely uh helped me and so i'm just passing it on in case it's helpful to anybody else make a small change to your environment <laughs> what's yours mine is actually uh quite significant so oh. I, we're, we're moving uh, <gasps> uh to another, another rented property continuing my journey of renting every property in london at some point um, You've got to get them all. You've got to tick them all off. Got to keep going. Um, so we're moving. But, and here's the ad, ad, here's the adult thing. Here's the adult thing. Yes. And we're moving specifically to a place where I can get a dog. Oh, my so God. So I'm getting a dog in April. Holy hopefully. shit. And um, what, uh, have you made any steps towards getting the dog? Well, first, we very much, the steps are moving all my things. So that's going to be the first big one. And then... Once we've once I've put the first box into the new flat, I'll be researching breeds and uh, and just lo- looking up all of the uh, looking up all of the things. That's my thing. Well done, Stevie. It's nice to have some news, isn't it? Because oh god, it's good to have like, some gossip. Isn't it's it? anything, just anything. Because I, I think one of the reasons that like everything feels so relentlessly bad is that the bad stuff is happening and can't be controlled. Like illness uh, you know terrible things ha- like that was going to happen anyway but normally it would be bad things and good things but none of the good things are happening because nothing good 
can happen. Um, mm. And so, so lovely to hear some good news. I feel genuinely yes. moved. Oh, I'm so glad. And I hope you all at home feel genuinely moved. <laughs> about me moving house that's um, an insight into our uh, into everyone's mental state at the moment oh yeah um, that, that, that introduction was very fitting for the time that we're living in um, but let's get to feedback if i could give you some feedback on your house choice stevie yes. on your no on your, on your on your general person <laughs> some things i want to share with you no i never would um but yeah it's it's a tricky one isn't it criticism because it's absolutely awful it really is. And it's also, I found the only thing, like the more I've got it, the more, the more I'm able to deal with it in certain situations. So like, because of being a journalist for so long, you literally submit articles and then the editor will be like, no to this, no to this, yes to that, change that, that's not funny enough, whatever. And so I've learned how to be slightly better at that, but it still hurts and I still get very angry and then have to like, you know, but then I haven't, you know, like when someone, if someone was was to give me feedback on my personality, I would explode because mm. I, I haven't experienced that. And also unfair. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. Something that really changed things for, <laughs> changed things for me, uh, mm. if I may share, is I wrote, when I first started writing for an online magazine, I wrote this piece about I think it was about fish that look like people. I think that's what the piece was about. Sure. And um, I thought it was quite funny. And it was then uh, submitted. And while the the heart of the article remained, it was still about fish that look like people. Um, several of my jokes had been like butchered to be much worse jokes. Oh, and- yes. Welcome to the publishing industry yeah. and the magazine industry. <laughs> yes. And I was like... I was absolutely floored. I was like, oh, n- no, like, no. And I, and then I remember being like, hey, they paid you to write this article about fish, which means it belongs to them. So if they want to make that much worse joke, then that's, that's, the, that's it. That's the money they get. They gave you that money, not in so much in exchange for your words, but in exchange for that b- becoming something else that doesn't belong to you anymore. Like that is the price of it. And therefore I was like, okay, if I want to write my own thing about fish who look like people, then I, then, and start I Start a website called fishpeople.com. Exactly. And then I have total creative control and nobody can critique me, but I won't get paid for it. And so like, that becomes the trade-off. Also, I, if I may, my, my sort of theory about feedback is that even if, because I've had the exact same thing where I've read in a magazine article and like, and, and it's been about fish people. And then they put in things like, um, full stop, fab full stop at the end it's been like sorry I would what I would never say the word fab and yeah. neither would anyone else since two, like 2001 like that's not a thing oh, mine was um yes really like I was like I actually oh, yeah. did this brackets yes really and I was like well yes really obviously yes really I just said I did it <laughs> and then they were like and then it was like this is the most random thing and I was like no no, no. I wouldn't be the, I wouldn't say that but anyway sorry it, go on I feel that no it's good I feel that all pretty much all feedback has a kernel of truth in it and mm. we fear the kernel of truth because it mm. what it says about what we've done is could be ultimately negative and it's often sometimes not even the thing that the person is criticizing it could be something else so for example with that instance they have taken your good good jokes and they've butchered them and they have made them into like you know just nothing flat jokes that you've seen a million times before however the kernel of truth in that is that we always have to be looking to be 
um, writing for our audience and as wide as wide as possible so I've learned to not to save my like left field gags for when someone says like can you please write a very comedy heavy mad left piece field. about this yeah. about, about this left field and absolutely I'm like absolutely right. and so and and then it, and you and that is kind of a good piece of advice for you can turn that into any creative thing because every time we oh, I've ever tried to do anything creative I sometimes have to like rein myself in a little bit because my sense of humor is much more absurd than you know, the majority of the populations. And so it that's just one example of it. But I've found, so like with, when some people feedback or you get criticism or, you know, we have very specific uh, jobs where you like, for example, do a show, someone comes to see it and literally writes a paragraph of what they thought you should do, what they didn't like, what they did like. And I can't stand that. But I have about like two years later figured out that, everything that was said, even if I didn't, and I still don't think that what they were saying was accurate or, you know, they, they would make mistakes and say like, Mm. my intention was this. And it was like, no, you don't know me. Like, how can you say that I intended to do that when you weren't there when I wrote it? But what I can see is that maybe it wasn't accessible enough, or maybe it was, I didn't introduce this. Well, you know, like there's other Mm. things and there's a reason why they, gave you some criticism there's a reason why they said that and it's often you basically you can always I know we all know it's good for us but we sort of say that in a very vague way but actually it really you can really like be a detective about it and find the thing that you can take from it but you can only do that about two months later after you've cried absolutely like you can't in the heat of the moment be told that someone didn't like something you've you've done like no human could could possibly take that I I often I oft think of Neil Gaiman and a Mm. quote of his who who is an author and he, he wrote a quote that was Remember, when people tell you something's wrong or doesn't work for them, they're almost always right. When they tell you exactly what they think is wrong and how to fix it, they are almost always wrong. <laughs> that's, look, that's so, that's basically what I was trying to say, but so succinct and perfect. Exactly oh, right. Well, well, he had, you just thought of it on the spot and he had time to really, he's had many years to really Thanks, get, Jessica. you're welcome, Stevie. I think you're doing fantastic. That's my feedback. Um, so I think it's, it stands you in good stead that like what Stevie and Neil are both saying here, which is like, mm. they say, hey, your work is maybe, um, your work in the, lumber yard is not as up to scratch as we might hope or whatever um you know they probably are correct if they suggest that you do something the the actual suggestion of how to improve it can probably be ignored but the thing that says like oh this didn't sit right with me or say that you've written a murder mystery and somebody says i didn't believe that that character at the end could have been the killer and then they say, what if instead it was the dog? All that you take from that is like, fuck you, you don't know about my world. But if it's like, if you wrote a thing that was to be read, and if when people read it, they didn't believe it, then I'm sorry, but you gotta, you got to rethink it. And so so, so take that on board to be like, the reasoning is good, the, the thing doesn't have to be, you can ignore the thing, the suggestion. I think as well, it, it, ha- it also extends to personal feedback. And that, com- you know, cause, I mean, there's not people... I mean, you might have friendships where people are like, "Okay, how do we? How did we do this week?" Um, well, you were you were quite poor at texting back, and you were, but I don't. Um, but it's the same sort of thing. Like when somebody does criticise you, it's often not perhaps the thing that they're criticising. So, for example, if you bought a hat and mm-hmm. your friend said, "I hate your hat," and you were like, 
that's it's an objectively excellent hat you're an idiot in your head be like oh, fine and then you realize that you always go hat shopping with them and this time you went hat shopping with your friend claire mm. and actually what they're saying is i wish you'd told I, me yep. that you'd gone out and bought a hat with someone else because i would have liked that information mm. but now mm-hmm. i just hate but all they all they can say is i hate your hat and i think people yep. who are giving criticism and giving feedback and we, we've got an episode on it but you know by all means we are not experts it's very difficult to to actually know what you're criticizing because humans are incredibly complex we're not like computer programs that are like this is wrong this is what so i will tell you exactly what is wrong we, we will just say what we feel is the vibe rather than you know give actual feedback so we also you have to kind of decode the feedback that you've got that you've got yeah, as well it's incredibly and take it hard with because all you've been told is i hate your hat and so yeah. you're like okay i'm burning that hat i'm burning that hat baby but really they're saying i'm actually very jealous that you went hat shopping without me i think for me people were always in a very jokey way but nonetheless it was a clear and direct critique <sighs> can't what, wait for this wait, what do you think it's gonna be i have no idea <laughs> what do you think the main thing people tease me about is Oh, I don't like this game. Because uh, I could say something, you'd be like, yeah, and no. I'd be like, what? They teased me about that. <laughs> I have a feeling that, y- that years ago, it will have been like, why have you worn seven dresses and a shoe on your and head? And a shoe. Yeah, it's exactly that one. It is. Right. Why have you dressed yourself out of a bin? <laughs> Like, and yes. people were very, it always teased me. And I, ne- I knew I never, and it was a sort of um, self sub self um, prophesizing cycle because I knew everyone was going to tease me. So then I never try. And I was like, well, they're going to tease me anyway. So I might as well show up in these, in these, in this sort of prairie smock again. Um, and then, uh, and then I think the heart of the teasing and the criticism is not, we hate you and we hate how you dress. It is you, you should trust yourself and believe in yourself a bit more and, and respect yourself. You respect yourself in so many other areas of your life. Why don't you respect yourself in this? Like you, you can, dre- you could dress better is what they're trying to, yes. you know. But again, like if all anyone ever says to you is like, you look like you live in a bin. <laughs> you're like, yeah, not unhelpful. That's unhelpful, unhelpful feedback. Cause you're like, yeah, I guess I do. Oh, I'm bin woman. I'll continue to buy my I'll just continue to be this person in a bin because I know they're going to tease me about how I can't, how I can't dress, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. <sighs> but yeah, yeah. I, and I get, and it's hard. It's really, really, and it does it, like you say, it takes you a long time to decode the, the, the thing that is useful for you to take from that criticism. And so like Miz is saying, like, how do I not get sweaty and panicky and anxious? Like hearing the criticism is like, you can only, I suppose, train yourself and get better with time to like, to say like, it will be hard to receive it in the moment and I will process this at a later date. And so to try and like take it on board as best you can and don't feel that you have to do anything with it in that moment. Like if somebody brings you in for, you, you ask somebody to read your work or we don't know what Ms. does for a living, but um, you know, at the lumber yard, they say, please. I presume she works in a lumber yard. <laughs> if, yard. Yeah. What do you think of this? chair i've tree (laughs) no i think you're right tree is correct in the lumber yard i don't think people are doing like whittling um that's in the whittling yard in the whittling yard so if you say like what do you think of this chair i've made and you actively ask someone's someone's criticism like just expect be ready for the moment to not be very pleasant and then for you to in your own time afterwards process it and be like okay what can i what can i take from this rather than it being a sort of helpful experience in itself which it i think definitely won't be Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. 
Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I think a lot of people, or most people, when they directly ask you for feedback, they aren't actually asking you for feedback. They're really hoping that you go, actually, it's perfect. You of don't course. Say anything. And then you only realise that that's what you wanted when the person doesn't say that. And you're like, I wish I had never spoken. But so only ask for feedback when you really want some feed- when, when feedback. When you want the actual feedback. But also like, you know, when you... You know when you know that you should probably do some exercise or something and you're like oh I just don't want to but I know that it will make me feel re- really good I, I like to go into this like um I'm a robot cyborg sort of thing where I'm like I'm not going to emotionally engage with putting my trainers on and going for a run or whatever I'm just going to do it and then while I'm doing it then my brain will catch up like like sometimes like getting up in the morning when you don't want to get up that mm-hmm. you just go my body now has to just take over me I'm, I'm not getting up nothing to do with me I'm not here I'm not even involved yeah, my brain is still in bed but my body seems to be showering running itself. into the shower <laughs> it's running into the shower um and I think with feedback you have to sort of when you realise that, that some feedback is going to occur, you almost have to take it like, you almost have to go, right, it's unemotional time. You just you just receive it, make note of it. And then, and then, yeah, like you're saying, consciously decide to deal with it later and have a set thing that you say to everyone who gives you feedback, regardless of whether it's good or not, which is, I think I've, I've got like, um, oh, that's funny. I've written down some some quotes because I, I can never remember anything. And one of them is, I hate how you treated me, which is not what you should say. Um, what you should say is, oh, yes, um, thank you so much for that. Lots to think about, really helpful. So then it doesn't matter what their feedback is. And really then really that, that signals to the other person that you're not going to like go, oh, I'm going to respond to this point, this point, and, and this point. That's very clear that you're like, thanking them and mm. then you can come back to them at an, a further point of course if, it, if it's the sort of criticism they're expecting to like hear back immediately then you then you can say i'll, I'll just just give me like a few a few minutes to, to process that and I, I will get back to you Absolutely. or like let's let's set a meeting tomorrow and chat this through or like but defer it like always defer it you don't have to i think it's really important to not respond in the moment emotionally because then when you're dealing with the feedback you're then also embarrassed that you were like and this is where I said, I hate how you treated me. <laughs> like you don't, you don't want, you, you don't want to also be like regretting that. Just you, you, you want to at least be like, but I dealt with that very well. So mm. then you've got that in your I little think, pocket. I, in your little, pop, pop that in your little pocket. I think mm. one of the biggest things about getting up, getting old, about like growing up and 
be- becoming, as Michelle Obama would would title her autobiography about becoming who you and are. Did. I, and did. <laughs> that's and did. That's a top tip for you, Michelle, if you want to call it that. <laughs> about becoming who you are is taking ownership of your time and like exactly what you're saying of being like can I just take a few minutes to process that or you know can we come back to this tomorrow or I'm just going to take five minutes and um give this the attention it deserves or whatever not feeling Mm -hmm. like you owe everybody in the immediately to to respond to everything you're like okay thank you I'm going to take my time and knowing that you need to take your time and that nobody can possibly have all the answers instantaneously in in the in that second yeah and also sometimes feedback can come at you like you know you're in like a meeting and someone just says like well you don't ever do this sort of thing and you're like oh wow and yeah and but so and that obviously then if you're like thank you that's so helpful I will get to you at a later date you would sound uh <laughs> quite absurd um but in those instances it's always good to just say something like that's interesting okay or it's interesting that, that you feel like that or just yes. like oh right like as in just acknowledge that you've heard it and but you don't you, you don't owe anybody like a a breakdown of exactly what or like an, a nervous breakdown or a breakdown of exactly why you have acted like that and also they they could be wrong and I think that's the other thing isn't it like there's a, there's a good quote which I feel like you'll know but I, I'm not gonna put, put that on you about not taking criticism from people that you wouldn't ask want for to take advice, advice. Yes. I don't know who it is, but I'm going to say it's Madeleine Albright. Bold. <laughs> Who's Bold that? of me. I think she was President Roosevelt's wife. Right, I'm obviously Googling Every, it. So we everyone can... listening will be like, no, she fucking wasn't. She's a former United States secretary. Close. Poor. She was the first female United States secretary. Oh, my God. And I just made her his wife. I am sorry, Madeleine. Yeah, she, was un- she served under President Bill Clinton. Um, wow, I thought she was way older than that. So there's no idea. She's 83. I think it's an, maybe it's an anonymous quote. Yes, it, it's. I think we can say that Madeleine Albright may, m- might have said Could it have in her life, but I don't think she created it. Perfect. And while we were trying to look up the author, our producer Naomi popped in to say, "Is it Dr. Zeus? And is it those who matter don't mind?" And those who don't mind, ma- <laughs> oh, fascinating! So you haven't looked that up, and you're just trying to remember that from memory. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Be who you are and say what you feel, because those who mind don't matter, and those who matter don't mind. That's a nice quote. That's a lovely quote. Thank you, uh, Doctor Zeus. And if I may, parry back to you, Aristotle. Yes. Who said criticism is something you can easily avoid by saying nothing, doing nothing, and being nothing. That's a really good quote because I think so many people, yeah, avoid doing stuff because they don't want to be judged on it, but they don't want to hear it's the negative inevitable. feedback. It it's is ab- you cannot please everybody all of the time. You can sort of only please yourself. So if you think it's good, that's sort of, I was going to say, does that is that all that matters in the workplace if your work no. is bad? No. <laughs> so in a creative way, then that is it, all that matters is that you still enjoy not the thing you've because done. Okay. if you want to put it out and everyone's like that's terrible you should always listen to feedback you should get feedback on on, on anything yes. that you want that you ultimately want to do something with like, if it's your own little doodles and your own little world or your own great but if you don't like but if, if you want to ultimately progress something you yes. just can't do it without feedback because the whole like you're not you're just one brain and yeah. you know how are you supposed to 
know like everything about what what is the correct thing to do you, you don't and also there's not a right and a wrong way to do anything but if you're presenting something to somebody even if it's like a work presentation and someone says oh I don't I couldn't follow that and you think yeah that's because you. you're an idiot exactly but no you, you, think, so so you think that then you cry then you say to your partner like is it clear and your partner goes yes I thought it was very clear while like handing you glasses of wine and then you go but somebody didn't find it clear. So is there any way I can make it clearer yeah. for people like this person who may or may not be an idiot? Yeah, absolutely. The thing is, if somebody didn't find it clear, then it wasn't clear. That has, sort of has to be the like, and mm. it can be annoying and frustrating, but it's like you do have to, you have to listen. You have to listen because it could have been so obvious in your mind. But if it is for other people, then you have to listen to what other people have to say about it. Um, yeah. Can I share with you how criticism is sometimes uh, helpful? Of course, yes. May I share with you some uh, classic book titles and what the author wanted to call them and what the editor suggested instead? A hundred percent. I'll tell you the book and then you guess. <laughs> so okay. tricky. Okay. Um, the Great Gatsby. What was the? <laughs> what do you think he originally tried to call it? Okay. Uh, <laughs> parties and sadness so close he wanted to call it these were his suggestions and he was furious that the editor went with the great gatsby but i think we have to say not a bad choice um his first suggestion was trimlico and west egg (laughs) (laughs) don't put egg in a title unless it's a book about eggs he's done it on the road to west egg obsessed with the egg (laughs) Uh, among ash heaps and millionaires. Oh, all and right. Eggs. I mean, and eggs. Yeah, say the whole thing, why you don't you? Yeah. Um, under the red, white, and blue, the gold-hatted Gatsby, or the high-bouncing lover. <laughs> <laughs> okay. While I would have, I would definitely have picked up a book called The High Bouncing Lover. We it all wouldn't would. be. I wouldn't be expecting what the Great Gatsby ended up being. So I'd be very disappointed if I picked up the high bouncing lover and it turned out to be like a construct of the a deconstruction of the American dream. I know, Sorry. right? The high bouncing lover. It just sounds like a, a rom. Also, um, just the obsession with put, with getting the with the getting the name in. West Egg. Like, and it's because like, I bet they said, Oh, shall we not call it West Egg? Because everyone will just be so hung up on the fact that you've called a town West Egg. We could call it anything. I don't think the egg's important, is it? F. I, what is his name? Right. Uh, nice one. <laughs> all quiet on the Western Front. Oh. Uh... Nothing new happening in the West. <laughs> <laughs> uh, John Steinbeck's Of Mice and Men. Uh, don't do that to Lally. Something that happened. Uh, no, he did yes. not want to. Yeah. He did not want to call it something that happened. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, the Secret Garden. <gasps> Dickens flute. Ah, oh, so close. It's just Mistress Mary. See, it just that just it's weak, blends it? in with every other book. Yeah, and the best bit is is the sec- the, the, the secret garden. Of the garden. See, see the um, what's her face, Francis Hodgson Burnett was obviously like it's about Mistress Mary and her journey, mm. and they're like the cool bit is the secret garden. Like, come on, and you can see how that argument happened. And if Francis been like, it's about Mary, be like. Yeah. It's for people to read, so it has to be about what they would. No like one to read. would have read those books. No one would have read those books. Okay, there's two more. Um, Gone with the wind. Love and honor. Yeah, why not? Uh, tote the weary load. <laughs> <laughs> um, other uh, other suggestions were the bugle sang true. And, Good God! And mules in a horse's harness. 
I mean, they all sound like books that are right up your alley, Tessa. But mules and um, horses aren't it? They could the be. Bu- bugles a great word, but no one's written a book called that. Right, that's brilliant. This is, is my final one. This is my okay. last one because I think it's so. I talk about this one all the time. Um, I, you probably know it. Uh, the very hungry caterpillar. A week with Willie the worm. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh Lord. Lord. Oh, God. So look, that's right? just a great example in real time of why feedback, look, feedback is so, because those people fought for a week with Willie the Worm. They fought for that. Thank he, God they he lost. He said this, he turned to his wife, maybe, or husband, whoever wrote it, and said, I'm going to call it a week with Willie the Worm. And everyone was like, yeah, good idea. And then someone good was brave one. enough to say, hey, champ, what about the very hungry caterpillar? And, and low. The, the amount, the amount of times that you, or the amount of times in my life that I've bit like bitched and moaned about getting feedback, and then you know sometimes it is later looked back and gone, no, that is it's good, and if I'd have listened to that sooner, I could have altered what I was doing in a more mm-hmm. helpful way. Mm-hmm. But you get completely rage blind, and you completely just you can't you can't focus, and I think. That's why it's so important to be like, like you said, and how it's kind of impossible, unfortunately, to become the sort of person that just goes, thank you so much and really feels it and doesn't feel any emotion at being told that something they've done or their own character or, or something, how they've acted is wrong. Like you just can't, as a, we are defensive creatures, like you can't of course. expect us to not get sweaty. So Miz, you're going to get sweaty. What I'd say is pop on, just pop on some deodorant to help yourself in preparation know that the sweat is coming know that there's your best bet is just to emotionally check out ride through the feedback write it all down or make sure that you haven't just uh, like gone into a fugue state and then not taken anything from it and then Mm -hmm. in the hours or days or however long it takes you to process and then come back to it to be like okay yes what do i and then you are detective hashimoto and you are going in to find the kernel of truth in that feedback whilst trying to peel back the layers like an onion you're trying mm. to get to the core because and there's always a lot- in there unless someone unless it's not feedback it's actually just bullying but it, it comes Absolutely. in the center of that onion is a, a worthy kernel for you to take with you it's just and if horrible. i may if i may it, it gets an onion so it will make you cry yes of course it's horrible to peel so your instinct is to be like when you get given a whole onion with its skin still on, it's like onions, no, and throw it away. But I you- always do that with every <laughs> onion I see. And then I have to go and retrieve the onion for the pasta dish I'm making. You'll have to go and retrieve the onion and be like, okay, I do need to see what's in the heart of this onion. And of course it will be bad to unwrap it, but just know that you're like, yeah, I've done it before. I can do it again. And at the heart of this onion will be something I can take. And the onion will grow into an onion plant of knowledge. Oh, magical. And magical. And just know that like you walk in the footsteps of great people who fought tooth and nail to call their book a big day out in West Egg, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So uh, hopefully that helped. Use it to, really use it to propel yourself forward. It's the rocket fuel, you know? It's the center of the onion. You'll cry, but you'll make a good old, when you you get that frying with some garlic. Oh, baby, that's going to taste delicious, eh? Do do please uh, send us some more suggestions for podcast episodes that you'd like to hear us tackle. Nobodypanicpodcast.gmail.com is the email. And also you can like DM us on Twitter, which is at nobodypanicpod. Or just say hi to us individually as people uh, at Stevie M. The S is a five. That's mine. And I am at Tessa Coates. Just all letters. And uh, we will see you next week for some more Nobody Panic. See you next week. Bye-bye. 
Hi, I'm Lucy Beaumont. And guess what? I'm Sam Campbell. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you might enjoy our podcast. It's called Lucy and Sam's Perfect Brains. It, we have a podcast and uh, it might be, uh, I probably don't want to sound, um, you know, like I'm bragging, but it's dynamite. It is electric. It's high voltage. And please, we really need you to listen. You don't understand how much we need this. Is it on all the platforms? Oh, it absolutely is. But um, yeah, this one is coming. This one's out now. Lucy and Sam's Perfect Brands.